0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of The Boring Shit You Need to Know in Business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of The Boring Shit You Need to Know in Business. Today is probably one of those times that the topic we'll be discussing May actually resonate with many more business owners than I actually would like or hope at this time. And what we're talking about today is financial distress. As business owners, we have no doubt at one point or another felt the weight of mismanagement of finances or lack thereof that's placed on our business. But as we turn our focus towards the world events over the last 18 months, there is no denying that the rate of businesses citing financial distress has increased exponentially. And as I sit here today, I'm sure many more are experiencing it than what we even know. So what is financial distress and how can you recognize it? Financial distress is a position which a company or an individual are put in where they cannot generate sufficient revenue or income making it very, very difficult or even impossible to meet or pay its financial obligations. Whilst the signs are obvious in some instances, as they can present themselves very, very quickly, unfortunately, there are some that appear to be a slower burn and therefore can become more difficult to recognize on a day-to-day basis. For instance, consistent cash flow problems. If you find yourself moving money around a lot... Continuously injecting funds into the business more frequently than what you would like. Extending trading terms with your suppliers or find yourself with decreasing margins due to strategies such as discounting. Of course, there's the all-round decrease in sales and a consistent increase in costs. These all can, of course, be telltale signs that you may find your business in financial distress before you know it. Don't get me wrong, all of these signs are manageable, but the key is in the timing of how quickly you can, or more importantly, you wish to identify the problem or gap and then actually do something about it. Some business owners are prepared to take a hit on their cash flows, for example, before they even consider that there's a problem. They may just continue to patch the gap with frequent injections of cash from their own pockets With the promise of repayment back out of the business at some point in the future. The problem with this scenario or strategy is that there isn't any real indication as to whether the business is self-sustaining from a cash flow perspective if it's not addressed and if there's no plan put into place. Discounting is another one of those strategies that comes with a promise of moving stock but at what cost? Sure, When we discount, we create urgency, which can in turn generate more sales volumes. But the real hit when discounting is always 100% on our cash flows. Because if we discount, we forgo the value of the discount in cash. Even a 10% discount on something that's $50 is still $5 worth of cash you no longer have in your business. The opportunity is gone. And whilst we could perhaps go without $5 in isolation, what if you sold 100 of those? That's $500 cash you no longer have to put towards payment of your own financial obligations. And then multiply that out by how many times you employ the discounting option or strategy in your business. Our obligations don't get discounted just because we choose to discount. Not to mention the pressure that discounting has on our margins. And if our margins aren't right in the first place to facilitate covering the costs of our business, it just becomes this compounding snowball effect that never ends well. Not paying our obligations on time and putting it down to just timing of cash coming into the business is a huge red flag. If you're not meeting your obligations, there could be a number of things wrong with your current model. Everything from payment terms to lack of sales, increased costs, etc. All of which you should be monitoring consistently to ensure that you don't fall into this trap. And if these factors in your business aren't top of mind to you as a business owner, there is no way you can blame it on a pandemic. It's simple mismanagement at its core. It's turning a blind eye, ignoring the fact that knowing your numbers is as significant as making a sale. And why wouldn't that be important to you? You're kidding yourself if you think that meeting with an accountant once a year is enough to sustain and manage the financial aspects and choices in your business. All of these paths will lead to financial distress in some degree. Oh, and there's the infamous strategy of getting yet another loan to fix the damage the current loan has. Because one easy payment will be better than multiple, right? Absolutely, I agree with that. But not if you continuously replace one loan strategy with another. The thing about loans is that they're a great resource and option. But the key has to be to pay it back, not replace it with another. Too much of a vicious cycle revealing so much about whether the business is entering financial distress or not. So what can you do about it? First and foremost, you need to get honest about the fact that your business is under financial distress. If you stop taking calls or avoiding bills in any shape or form, you need to admit that there's a real problem that needs to be addressed, not ignored. Perhaps you can put in place some minimums in your business by which to trigger an alert to you about your situation. You could have a desired minimum on your bank account, for example, something like $5,000. Once your bank account reaches this low, it triggers you to set in motion a plan for you to maintain the balance and even more so improve it. But the alert is there. It's not being ignored. It's there to inform you of the situation that you want to avoid. The amount you arrive at, of course, will be based on what is deemed a safety net for you and your business. But regardless of the amount, it won't work if you're not honest about it. Next up, it's essential to find out what financial position you are in and how far into the situation you are. You'll need to get an immediate view on who you owe, how much you owe, who owes you and how long you have until you cannot maintain servicing your financial obligations any longer. And this is a reality. To do this, it is imperative that you have your financials in order because even if you have an accountant on hand, it may not provide you with that immediate response time you need to investigate in order to assess the state you're in financially. So knowing your financials is such an important and key component to just everyday financial decision-making in your business. Once you've established the financial position you're in, now is the time to understand the gaps that exist. Then devise a plan to close the gap. Get your stakeholders involved to help support this plan that you're going to put in place. This could be loyal customers. Get them involved shareholders, investors, your financial institutes like your banks, and even the ATO, which I'll get to in a minute. Then, of course, you execute the plan. But don't just assume for one minute, executing the plan is the end of the road. A plan needs to be nurtured, monitored, and continuously challenged to provide a full picture as to whether it's working and what's not working in order to take immediate and deliberate action. This, my friends, is where business modeling and stress testing your business can come in handy. There are ways that you can effectively model scenarios to ensure that in the event any of the triggers you set in place in your business to ensure its financial security go off and you have modeling in place that you can choose an appropriate strategy to employ based on what you need. So what can be included in this type of modelling? An important one is to implement cash conservation and recovery action plans. If your financial trigger for financial distress is that $5,000 balance in cash as mentioned before, and if you find yourself constantly at odds with keeping it above this mark, perhaps try and implement a savings plan to help conserve that cash. And when you do so, set boundaries, really clear and concise boundaries around the usage of this cash for recovery actions only. You can also set a plan to prioritize your debts. And you can do this as early as right now. This will give you a quick and clear path to how you can manage your loan obligations and those of your suppliers to ensure that there's no disruption to supplies and that contractual terms and conditions are still being managed. I'd highly recommend contacting everyone and be as transparent as you can about the situation. By getting in front of the situation, you have a better chance of the support that you seek being available to you from each of these third parties. And this goes for the ATO as well. I mentioned them a moment ago. The reality is that the ATO and the debts that are raised can be a leading stress factor financially for many business owners. But guess what? If you are prepared and have first-hand knowledge of what you know about your debt and how you can support the obligation, even if you're asking for a period of deferral on it, you'd be surprised how accommodating and supportive they are in return. They love business owners who are prepared and the best way to be prepared is to know your stuff. Know about your obligation, know about the financial situation you are in, know about your cash flow and how you can fund successfully the obligation to them and when you can fund the obligation to them. Customer loyalty is worth more than you think at this time in your business. Often when businesses are scurrying, they find themselves discounting and providing all these benefits to new customers in the hope of clinging to the notion of safety in numbers. But you can't go past those that were there with you every step of the way. Give them something and you'll see the shining light you need. Engage with your key audience and ask. Yes, actually ask for them to help support the business continuity. And there are many strategies that you can employ in this way. And whilst I'm on the topic of this, let's go back to the fact that it doesn't always have to be discounting. And it's important to reiterate that discounting actually impacts your business significantly when it comes to cash. So try not to use this as the first port of call, because we all know this isn't what you need heading into a period of financial uncertainty. In each of these models or strategies, there is cash to be found in some shape or form. Other places you can find cash during these times is in leveraging the government initiatives that are available because there are plenty around at the moment. Think about or get some advice on any tax considerations that may provide assistance to you and your situation. Negotiate with suppliers to drip feed payments without the disruption of the supply. This will free up your immediate cash while still maintaining control of the debt. But don't ever take advantage of this generosity because you've got to remember this puts their business under strain too. So be thankful if your supplier supports you this way. You could look for underperforming assets in your business and perhaps reduce them and sell them off. You could temporarily close some of the activities in your business, ones that aren't necessarily driving cash performance, or You can even close down some of your agreements with contractors that you outsource various roles to and maybe bring them back in-house, saving that cash flow that we talk about. There are so many options available, but the thing that remains constant about all of these types of modeling and options that are available when your business is feeling like it's heading into financial distress is that planning is the key don't ignore the value in it. It's so important. So even if you haven't run out of cash just as yet, but some of the behaviors of financial distress ring true for you, be sure to check in with your business and get honest about the situation because we all know that prevention is better than cure. Know that this isn't about hiding this away. Learn to embrace the situation. Ask for help because only in the truth of it Will you find the answers you need to get you out of it? I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that this has helped in some way. But please stay well, my friends. It's a tough time for everybody. And until next time, I hope you make it count. And that's it, guys, for another episode of The Boring Shit You Need to Know About Business. I'm Amy Pachata, and I'll see you next time.